This is Taking Care in Business, a podcast that dives into the topic of corporate social responsibility from many different perspectives. Host Kathy Pedrotti Hayes is an expert in CSR and philanthropic giving, and her co-host, Vicki Bolson, is the founder and CEO of Bolson Group, a unified marketing company that was also the first B Corp certified company in Indiana. Kathy and Vicki became friends and equally passionate about CSR when they first worked together several years ago. Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Hey, Vicki. Hey, Kathy. I'm excited. I am too. I think I know what you're excited about. We have some really big news. We, and it's so serendipitous, we have our first ever sponsor for the Taking Care in Business um, podcast, and mm-hmm. it is Conscious Capitalism. It's perfect. And I don't know if you remember this, but a few years ago, I went to Whole Foods, not that part, but... I went there and I saw a magazine and it was called Conscious Capitalism and I could not get it off of the rack quick enough because (laughs) this is when we started talking about B Corp, about all of this stuff. And I brought it home with my soup and I sat there and I ate it and read this magazine cover to cover and um, John Mackey was on the cover of it and was so interested to learn about Conscious Capitalism and what they do all around the world, really. Right, right. And now they have this local chapter. Right. So we can participate in events. Um, it's, and you know, there's chapters all over the, the world. You can go to their website, ConsciousCapitalism.org, to see if you have a chapter in your area. Um, and, for instance, ours is Indianapolis.ConsciousCapitalism.org. So um, hopefully our listeners will look into that and see what kind of events are being held in there area and uh, enjoy it like we have yeah they're really great events so that we're so thrilled so thank you yay conscious capitalism so Kathy I have a gift for you today what is that (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the listeners can hear this and yes they can okay (laughs) Uh, well well thank you first off no I cannot it kind (laughs) of looks like a maybe a musical instrument I don't know. It's your own reusable straw. Oh, very yeah, cool. I have Thank one in you. my purse, so I expect when we go dining together that you whip it out of your purse and use it. Okay, yeah. This is very fancy. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm going to give you, Matt, our sound engineer, one of them, as soon as I get more in. I probably shouldn't take that to a tavern, right? <laughs> hey, I think it works in champagne <laughs> bottles, whatever. Yeah, it is awfully long. Well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Well, speaking of sustainability, um, I this is um, an aspirational company that we're having on the podcast today. Um, we have the owner, the founder of the Refill Shop. Do you remember when I said yes, I wanted her I do. on the show? Yes. So now I I I've been to her store, um, and I remember walking in, and I was just mesmerized by all of the products and the beautiful bottles and the containers of all the different sizes and. Um, uh, I was with my kids, and I can't remember what all I walked out with, but I felt validated because I've always put my just soap in an olive oil bottle, mm-hmm. and so I just thought it was an amazing concept. And um, Michelle has since expanded her Ventura, California shop, and they she does online as well, so she's going to talk to us about that today. Um, but um, let me tell our listeners. So the concept is that you purchase your home, home cleaning, beauty, and bath products, and you put them in these reusable containers that you use over and over again Um, and they even have uh, custom scents that you can choose from so now whether you live in Ventura California or not you can um, 
use the refill shop for your own home and bath care products. That's so cool. Yes. So um, I think our listeners are going to love hearing from Michelle today because as we talked to her on the pre-interview, she talked to us about how she got interested in sustainability and how she's grown the business um, over the years and even her plans for the future. So um, Michelle, I, uh, I have this vision that your home is just completely organized and beautiful with everything in a bottle. (laughs) So can you set the record straight and just let us know if that's the case before we get started? Hi, sure. Um, Yes, pretty much. I'm a little obsessed with bottles. I have a a couple of vintage bottle collections around the store and around my home, and then it's pretty neat. I've had the same cute shampoo and conditioner bottles for eight years, and I keep my bubble bath in an old tequila bottle, which is awesome. Okay, that hey, we works. won't ask about what happened to the tequila that was in it. We'll just <laughs> we'll just make a wild assumption there. <laughs> well, I told my girls last night that you were going to be um, on the podcast today, and they told me that if they could um, do wine like that, Mom, you would single-handedly save the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that good? (laughs) So you all know a little too much about me now. That's okay. That's all right. Well, Michelle, we had the opportunity to pre-interview you, and it was amazing. And one of the things that I found so interesting was just about your background. Can you tell us a little bit about about you and how you got interested in this whole kind of cause and movement? Sure. So, uh, well, actually, what's pretty cool, I feel pretty neat about, is I'm a fifth-generation New Orleanian on both sides, which is pretty awesome. And when I was in about third grade, my mom indulged my dad in his desire to live on a sailboat. So we lived on a sailboat right on the bayou, right across from a park for a few years, and then we ended up sailing and moving down to Naples, Florida, and living there at the city dock on a sailboat as well. And it was just such a unique, different way to grow up. It was kind of a different sense of community you have when you're living on on a dock with people instead of on a street next to them kind of a thing. And you kind of have to interact with everybody and pay attention to what's going on in the environment around you. And, you know, I went to conservancy camps as a little girl and mucked about in the Everglades in Florida. And I, I really think all of that kind of seeped into my brain and, and has had a lasting impact on my my relationship with the environment. Yeah, I can't imagine living on a sailboat. No. That's that's cool. Was it moving a lot of the time? And were you, you know, what, 50% of the time were you uh, Not stationary? Not too much. So my mom actually got pretty seasick. Oh, <laughs> no. So we didn't do as much traveling, I think, as anybody hoped. And also, I did not respond very well to homeschool. So... We mostly lived at Doc, but it was still it was still just a really unique environment to grow up in. But when we were at Doc, you know, we had we had power and we had cable and all that kind of stuff. So it was just just a little different. Uh-huh. So now you opened your store. Was it? I uh, I can't remember the year. Two thousand. Two thousand and ten. Okay. And you just have the one store. But you now um, have the ability for people to order online. Can you explain how that works? So those that are interested in um, either filling a bottle they they bought when they were in Ventura or are just listening today and they're interested in checking it out. 
So the whole idea of what we're doing is we're really trying to make it, we want people to reuse any bottle. So in-store or online, it doesn't have to be our bottle. You do just want to clean them out and let them dry before you put our product in it, though, whether in-store or through the website. Uh, but it's pretty neat for the, the shop. You kind of come in. It's straightforward. You fill it up. We sent it for you, and you're on your way. We put a cute little label on it. And then for the website, it's been really a fun adventure trying to figure out how to ship <laughs> actual zero-waste refills out. And I'm pretty, we're pretty dialed in on what we're doing now. It's pretty neat. So what happens is we have uh, reusable spout pouches, which are kind of standard. You've seen them around. But we're, we're using them in a new way by reusing them over and over. So what happens there is you go on the website, you go to the Create Refill Subscription section, you pick from over 50 different bulk bath, body, home, or cleaning products, and then you click to the Pick a Container page, and you can just narrow it down so you're just seeing the different sizes of the refill pouches. Pick what size you want, and that'll go ahead and let you know how much that'll be. And then you get to pick your custom scents, and it's up to six fragrances and or essential oils for everything that's sensible, which is most of the stuff. And then we go ahead and we fill up your pouches for you. And then if you get two or more of the refill pouches, then we pack those up in all reused packing material along with a reusable envelope. So there's a reusable prepaid postage shipping envelope that comes with your pouches. So once you've completely squeezed every drop out of them into your reusable container that's on your counter, you're about ready for a refill, you just drop that pouch that envelope in the mail with the pouches, and then we email you and we fill, refill your pouches right up and send them right back to you. What are the six cents that you offer? There? Oh, we have so many. There's there's actually over 100 fragrances and oh. or essential oils. So it's anything peppermint and lavender, eucalyptus smearment, vanilla and rose. We can scent with anything you want. That's wonderful. I think it said on the website that there were some scents that you can't ship or something, though. Is that the six cents that you can't ship? No, we we can ship just about anything. We can't do refills on the essential oils, but we do sell the essential oils on their own. So, Michelle, when you set out to um, put together the refill shop and you were thinking about it, and, and obviously you have some, some social impacts, one of the questions that we like to ask our guests is, is how did you develop your social responsibility platform? Was it by default or by design? The benefit and the, the social idea was the base idea for the business. So it's kind of been built in from day one, which is, is a kind of an exciting way to, to work on a business. And we really do. We work really hard, me and the whole team here, work really hard behind the scenes to try to be living up to the idea, too. And be just as eco-friendly as we possibly can on the backside. And it's, it's really a fun challenge, and I, I do love the B Corp certification process for just helping to push us a little bit further every time and see where else we can be improving. Mm -hmm. You've won a ton of other awards from um, the, not just your city, but from the state. I'm trying to remember, but it, it's just exhaustive. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it is. <laughs> I mean, been, you're being shy now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more than luck. It's always fun, too. I love going to the, the different ceremonies and, and hearing all the exciting things people are working on. And it always helps to leave feeling extra inspired every time. 
How um, how are you measuring your impact? Well, we keep track of every refill, and we're we're well over twenty five thousand refills, so that's pretty exciting. Mm. And that's that's most of it. Right, right. You, we we talked when we did the pre interview about, um, you know, what it was like to start the company on your own, and for a while it was just you, and now you have a team of people, correct? I do. We have, I have seven part-time employees who have all been with me for over a year, and we have a lot of fun working together. I it's love. nice not just doing it on my own. Yes, and I loved how you talked so um, positively about them and adoringly. Um, I, you know, that's part of creating a great workplace culture. Uh, what, what is your philosophy as a, as a first-time, you know, boss of people? That's been an interesting bit of a learning curve, you know, when you set out to open a business really based on this idea, it's a completely different goal from saying, okay, now I want to create a really great team that is happy to work with and that I want to work with as well. And it's been an interesting journey. I've learned a lot. I'm in by no means like a professional boss just yet. But I think I do a pretty great job. I, I just try to really treat my employees with gratitude and respect, you know. And I, I feel like that goes really far, and it's it's basically the golden rule is my management philosophy. Yeah, that works, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Works pretty well. So you have uh, an organization or a company in your area that is sort of a leader in the B Corp movement, right? We talked a little bit about Patagonia. Mm-hmm. We do. Patagonia is just down the road for me. And so how did you, I, I know that you um, interact with them and kind of learn from them a little bit. How did that, that relationship really influence your decision to pursue B Corp certification? Well, you know, we were kind of already on that path uh, with being a socially caring company from the start. Plus, we've been a member of 1% for the Planet mm-hmm. since we first opened. And I guess maybe like Four or five years ago now, I heard that Patagonia was going to be hosting a Learn About Becoming a B Corp little seminar. And so I went up to that, and I've, I've always looked up to Patagonia and the way that they do business and treat their employees and all of that sort of good stuff. And I went go hear more about it, and it was just such a natural fit. And I really was about, you know, looking to expand into online and in the the World Wide Web, you can get so lost and, and not know who is good and who, right. you know, who really stands out there. So I felt like it was just a great way to cement our values and and share that with the world. What all have you learned from um, being a B Corp? That I that it's really exciting to use business as a force <laughs> for good. Honestly, their their tagline's great. I say it a lot. I feel a little cheesy when I do, but it's <laughs> such a good tagline and. There's so many ways that, that business could be a force for good, and, and capitalism has kind of run amok in our country these days. So it's nice to be on the, the positive side of that. Inside the store, do you, uh, because I think I was there before you were a B Corp, I don't recall seeing, you know, um, signs or anything like that. Do you, do you market it? to your customers and does that matter to them or 
Is it just kind we of? We do, and we have a little sign in our front one in one of our giant front windows, and then we also um, behind our whole counter we have a dyed and dried moss wall with cardboard signs. It's really cute that are all hand painted. So we have one up there. And then it is in our footer on our website. So we could probably make it even a little bit more apparent. I don't know that everyone's familiar mm-hmm. with the concept and, and what that really means yet. So I think that there there is work that maybe all of us B Corps could be doing to kind of educate everybody a little bit more. But there's we definitely get some excitement from it every once in a while, which is pretty cool. People are like, oh, you're a B Corp. That's awesome. <laughs> I bet most of those people are younger, too, aren't they? Either, yeah, somewhat, or mm-hmm. just have been involved in in the community in some way or another and are excited to see a B Corp out and about in the wild. Yeah, it's interesting because I find that if I am discussing B Corp with somebody who's my age, which we'll just put that in my 40s, um, <laughs> we'll just leave it there that um, there's not a lot of familiarity however if it's a younger person that I'm talking to younger probably in the 20s um, they are, there's a lot more familiarity with it I think so a little bit I think there's a good group I mean living in Southern California get kind of spoiled with being around thoughtful caring right. like-minded sort of people yeah, mm-hmm. I think definitely the coasts are a little bit more progressive than mm-hmm. than where we are in the heartland. But um, that's been the cool thing about this. We've just seen so many different companies um, really from across the globe that are, that are engaged in this. Um, when we spoke before, you talked a little bit about the environmental section of the B Corp assessment. And I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a little bit about that because I I find and we've found that some of the B Corps that we've talked to, companies sometimes struggle with how they're how they meet some of those metrics. Can you talk a little bit about um, the assessment and how you guys addressed the environmental portion? Um, so the assessment is a beast. It's a lot. <laughs> there's over two hundred possible there's two hundred possible points you can get and you have to get eighty to qualify. And what's nice about it is it really is kind of open for so many different types of businesses that, you know, you might not get as many points here, but you can pick them up there. And so it's pretty reasonable and fair for everybody. Um, The environmental section, I haven't done it super recently, so I'm sure that means it's coming up soon. But, I mean, there's for us it it was kind of, we, ha- we started strong. We didn't have to do too much to hit that, that 80 points, which was really fantastic. We put some policies in place and made them kind of official in writing, but a lot of it we were doing anyways. Um, there was one really nice connection that came out of it. I was hit up by this company, Arcadia Power, mm-hmm. and what they do is they enable individuals and businesses to use 100% renewable energy by way of replacement so they go in and they look at oh, okay you use this many kilowatts this month we'll buy that from the wind farm we'll get that put into the grid and then thereby you're using 100 percent renewable energy so they hit us up and i wasn't too sure about the email i was like oh i don't know about this mm-hmm. and then i got to their website and i saw their b corp logo and i was like oh they're legit mm-hmm. and they're going to help me get some more points and there's just another little thing that we can be doing to use business as a force for good. I was the same way when I took the assessment. Uh, I 
there were things that I then turned into a policy or put them in the handbook or whatever. But, uh, you know, we were typically doing it. We just weren't maybe communicating it effectively or something like that. Um, right. What have you learned this year by looking at your impact or just seeing how things are going? Do you have like a goal for the next certification, something that you want to accomplish that you haven't already? Honestly, right now I'm really focused on growth and expansion with the websites. That's been kind of taking up all of my energy there. But I, I really am just trying to carry over those practices that we're, we're doing in store and trying to make them um, work online, too. We actually just started, uh, for every order shipped, we were planting a tree through the nonprofit One Tree Planted. So that was kind of an exciting goal that had been on my list for a little while, and I found a really great way to go about doing that. Plus, we ship with USPS because they're they're going to your house. Well, most of the time, they're going to your house anyways. So I feel like it's not something that's a goal, but I'm always kind of have in the back of my mind that I'm like, ooh, I could right. do a little improvement there, you know. Uh, that's that's. That's a great way of looking at it. You're just thoughtful all the time. And then when in your receptive, when somebody reaches out to you, you know, with a with an idea, um, that's that's the way it should be. It should just be something that comes, you know, naturally. That's wonderful. So let's talk. You said that your online business, so you're, you're getting that kind of up and rolling. Um, do you have any other plans to expand to different locations and thoughts about maybe I how- have an idea, but um, it's not public just yet. Okay. All right. Okay. Ooh, so people we'll, are going to have to keep checking so back. So we'll have to stay tuned <laughs> for that one. Uh, she's just doing that because she wants to come back on the podcast. Right. Exactly. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So we want to know what kind of advice you would give um, someone, um, you know, listening to the podcast or who would come into the shop and say, oh, I want to be just like you when I grow up. What would you tell them about um, getting started uh, with a social impact or social responsibility uh, program? That, first off, it's awesome. Second off, it's going to be hard. But that's part of what makes you love it so much. It's like any relationship. You know, you kind of get out of it what you put into it. And that it's wholly worthwhile, and you, but you got to be ready for the ride. And then also just to be kind to yourself, too, and do your best and ride the ups and downs and just keep swimming. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, Michelle, if our listeners want to find out more about you or the refill shop, how can they, how can they get in touch? Uh, well, our website has lots of great stuff going on. I would love if everybody checked that out. And, and where you can email us or we have a chat on our website. You can call the shop. There's all kinds of ways. We're pretty accessible. Cool. We're and on Instagram, Facebook. Find us on the Internet. <laughs> can you give us um, what the website is and maybe a couple of your handles if you know them? Yes, because it is a, it's a little uh, bit unusual spelling. com. That's T-H-E-R-E-F as in Frank. I-L-L-S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. And that's all of our handles, too. For Instagram, it's just at the refill shop, a one word. And those links are all at the bottom of the website, too. It's all kind of connected. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us today, sharing your story, 
Um, I'm really anxious. I have not been to the the refill shop, eh? but I am going to make my way there when I'm in California next. Yes, and thank well, you for indulging me, Michelle. Thank you so much. It's been lovely chatting. Same here. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Let's give a big thank you to Matthew Sosi, our podcast engineer. You can visit the Taking Care in Business website at takingcareinbusiness.com. Or just visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Taking Care in Biz. That's Taking Care in B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at any time at info at takingcareinbusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, take, take care, care in, in business. business. Taking Care in Business is made possible with support from Conscious Capitalism, Inc., helping individuals and companies become more conscious with transformational experiences that inspire, educate, and empower people and organizations to elevate humanity through business. Go to ConsciousCapitalism.org for more information.